1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. There's a big difference between watching a movie and getting lost in one. Find out what Marcus Theaters means by getting tickets to a hot new release at MarcusTheaters.com. Friday morning. Let's talk some music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys today? Uh, good. good. It's, uh, it's kind of nice around here it's today. It's going to be a great weekend. We have a great seven-day forecast here as far as weather goes. Yeah, we're, 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 we're fall over here in, uh, in Detroit, too. Yeah. So nice yeah. fall, not, not the icky late fall. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk. You know, I've always heard nobody likes a quitter. I've always been told that my whole life, Gary. Okay. Uh, but now the news comes that Rod Stewart and Dolly Parton, they didn't get married or anything. They're not no, they a couple. Yeah. Uh, but they both say they're done touring, or they're going to be done touring, well, correct? Two, yeah, two two kind of different things. So Dolly is saying in a new interview that, yes, yeah, she uh, she's, she's no longer going to go out on the big tours anymore. Uh, that doesn't mean she's going to stop performing entirely. You know, maybe a weekend here or there, a one-off here or there. Around Nashville, maybe? Well, or, or anywhere, really. I mean, I think if some, you know, if, if some promoter in Milwaukee offers, makes the right offer, you know, she'll come up and play a one-off, or she'll do maybe a weekend at a, at a casino or I think something. Dolly would be great to see at the Northern Lights Theater over at Pottawatomie. Ooh, uh, yeah. Just to right. really intimate you're right up close right, to the stage. Right, right up there in her face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, last time she toured was 2016, and yeah, she's she just said, you know, 76 years old. I'm done with the the road grind. Uh, of course, she's getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a week from Saturday. Shouldn't we and, have seen this coming? Didn't she just donate her tour bus for auction, and yeah. all the money was going to some charity? Right. Yeah. You can. You. you it's actually turning it into a kind of Airbnb. I feel kind of dumb. It's hardly now. like quitting. I mean, she's seventy-six years old. Oh, you exactly. could call it exactly. semi-retirement. Doesn't um, she get to just kind of put her feet up at some point? She can oh, do sure. whatever well, she she's wants. Still, she's still going to work. And in, in fact, the next thing we hear from her now that she is getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to be what she's calling a rock album. Uh, she says among the other songs on it, she's going to re-record Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. She did a really, really great bluegrass-style version of it back in 2002. Mm. But she, says, she says this one is going to be a rock version. Is it going to be better than Hart's cover of Stairway to Heaven? Because they really, really killed yeah, they, that. Yeah, they nailed it. You know, they had the orchestra and everything. And that was a live performance. I, you know, hopefully whatever Dolly does that she calls rock and roll sounds like Dolly Parton doing rock and roll and not Dolly Parton trying to do rock and roll. And there's a, there's a difference. So hopefully, That's pretty hopefully, profound. Hopefully, I like that. Yeah, hopefully how, thank you. Uh, hopefully, however they arrange <laughs> that, they'll, uh, you know, it'll, it'll sound like, it'll sound appropriate. To is this going to be, okay, now it's an opportunity and I would imagine the answer is absolutely. It'll be a who's who of people on the album with her. From the they're rock not, world, they're not saying anything about that, but yeah, it would be a great opportunity, you know, to have to have some cool guests. Maybe when she's at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, you know, she hits up uh, Duran Duran and Judas Priest, and you know, maybe even Eminem uh, to do something with her. That would be that would be fun. Dolly mm-hmm. Parton and Eminem, yeah, I, you know. That well, you know, Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart, there have been strange, weirder pairings. So. Stranger things have happened. And Martha yeah. Stewart also uh, says she thinks Pete Davidson's cute. Uh, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Boy, 
you know, yeah. can you say Harold and Mott? <laughs> you know? Hey, there you go. If you don't know what Harold and Mott is, check uh, it out. Yeah. It's yeah, on Netflix, go, I'm go sure. Google it. Google it when we're done. Yeah. Um, now, what about Rod Stewart? So Rod, He's a Rod year Steele older than is, Dolly Parton. Right, Rod, he is. He's 77. She's 76. And Rod is saying that he is, after one more tour, he's going to be done with the big rock tours. So he's planning to, after this next tour, not sing Maggie Mae anymore, not do hot, hot Legs. He says, I don't want to be singing Hot Legs when I'm 80. What he wants to do is <laughs> kind of kind of fall back to the Great American Songbook. He's apparently just re- uh, recorded what he calls, Rod calls, a brilliant swing album uh, with Jules Holland. And so between that music and the Great American Songbook, that's what he has in mind. And he, he too, doesn't envision going out on the you know the weeks long months long tours anymore um and becoming more of i guess what you call a perform performing arts center act playing this this more niche kind of mm. music so we'll see how long that one lasts this is not the first time he retired and supposedly we're finally going to hear this faces reunion album that he did with ron wood and kenny jones and i can't imagine that's going to be the faces do the great american songbook <laughs> or, or we'd be very disappointed. So, you know, I, like I said, we he's saying we have about another year left of him doing rock and roll. So if nothing else, it'll drive some ticket sales. How's his voice? He's okay, right? Is he's it, okay. He, he hasn't gone, it hasn't gone south no, on no, him. No, it hasn't. Uh, right. It's still, you, you go see a Rod Stewart. It's not what it once was. And the miles on those vocal cords has to be unbelievable. But there were miles on those vocal cords before he started singing. Okay. You know, I think he came, <laughs> I think that's what... When he started, you know, goo-gooing as a baby, it came out in that raspy, yeah. raspy Rod Stewart voice. Yeah, well, it worked. Iggy <laughs> May. It's a very yeah. distinctive voice. Uh, it's Taylor Swift's world. We're just living in it. But she can't do just any old thing she wants. She had to edit her video. She had to cut the fat part out. Yep, she did that. She did, apparently did that. Because she was looked. taking some heat for fat shaming. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You know, I didn't think it was bad in the be- in the beginning, but she took some heat for that. Uh, that's one of those situations you can't win, and I almost would have, like, reshot a whole new video and just say, guess what? We're, you know, okay, this one didn't fly. We'll do a whole other video. So who was getting after the, the Taylor Swift army or the people who aren't in the Taylor Usually, Swift army? My, my sense of that was it's, it's, it's outside, outside the Taylor gang, you know, you know the, the non-fans or at least the, non, the non-core fans. I mean, I'm sure there are some on both sides. There are some in the Taylor Army yeah. who are unhappy. But with the it video about it. was a perfect Taylor Swift looking at the real Taylor Swift, and she said, "I was just uh, all I was doing was uh, talking about my own insecurities here." Right. You yeah. Know? The, me- the message of the video is kind of every- everybody's beautiful, everybody's relevant, and I feel like know? that was lost uh, with the whole. Um, hey, you got to edit that. That's fat shaming. When it, it she, al- was, she was yes. just talking about herself, right? And it always, it always does get lost when these controversies kind of flare up, which is too bad. Um, but but it's unavoidable. It doesn't seem to be stalling the momentum though. Because boys and girls, let me tell you something. If Taylor Swift can have her own insecurities. I think everybody else gets to have insecurities. This is true. Only Taylor's insecurities sell a million albums. Right, those amount to millions and millions of dollars, (laughs) a lot of fame and some kind of power, but... (laughs) 
Midnight, you know, Midnight's is not surprisingly a monster. Yeah. It, it was already platinum four days after it was released a week ago, Friday. It set all sorts of streaming records on every site, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music. Uh, you know, she just dropped instrumental versions of two songs overnight because there's in, there's that much interest. People want to hear the the versions of the songs without Taylor singing them. And maybe she'll come up with a song about being misunderstood sometimes. Oh, a, a whole of, new a opportunity. Well, there we go. She could, she, you could put together an album of those songs that she's already recorded. Oh, yeah. All right. You know. Now, if I'm a if I'm a, a a a young actor, I'm an established actor, and I say, "Man, this Taylor Swift, everything she does goes perfect." I'm going to do exactly what she does, and then I'll be just as successful because that's kind of what Ed Sheeran is doing. A little bit, a little bit. So Ed is talking now. He's talking about shooting ten videos for his next album. He's in in the middle of making it now, and like Taylor, who's putting out a video for all thirteen, and I don't know if we'll get videos for the other seven. You know that she dropped the 3 a.m. drop, but uh, Ed Sheeran now is talking about doing, you know, 10 music videos for presumably 10 songs on this new album. Now it's just in being made, so plans can change. But you, but, need... you know, he and, he and Taylor are buddies too, so you know it's not. You know, this may have even been something they talked about. Hey, we should do albums, and you know, let's. Let's do a video for every track. But you need uh, writers and producers and directors and all kinds of things for for videos. Um, no one just shoots a camera at a guy singing a song or a girl. Well, they do. You know, they still do. But do they? Um, to do it to do it right, you know, to do it like Taylor is, and you would think like Ed wants to. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's interesting that it's not like the old MTV million dollar video shoots where you need the camera crews. <laughs> And this and that, you know, two pe two people with iPhones. So can you okay. shoot a video cheaper today than you could shoot it back then? You don't oh, need all absolutely. the production, oh, all the people, all the lighting. Okay. Yeah, exponentially cheaper. You know, your uh, your film lab is in your phone now. Can you shoot it cheaper? Have incredible. you seen TikTok? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, say he's doing that, and he's also Ed Sheeran also has a documentary in the making. He's apparently had a camera crew following him around on his tour dates. And they're not sure what they're going to do with it yet, but they are getting footage, and he does have the intent of putting out some sort of documentary. You know, probably time to when a new album comes out. Again, you know, you you know, album releases now are events, and you know, you see how Taylor's doing it, how how Ed's going to do it, how mo most of the certainly the pop acts, and even some of the rock acts now. You know, you really have to. If your album is going to be successful and have staying power for more than the first weekend uh, that it's on sale, you need to have you need content, content, and content. And so that's that's what they're that's what they're out there doing. Uh, do you know anything about uh, Adele going back to school? And will Ed Sheeran want to go back to school too? Yeah, Ed hasn't said if he wants to go back to <laughs> the school, but Adele has said so. Uh, she says that after her upcoming Las Vegas residency, which we're finally going to get um, in January after it was postponed, yes. she said she would like to go study English literature and get a degree. Uh, she said, you know, if, if she says if, if she hadn't made it in singing, that's what she would have gone back to do, be an English lit teacher. That was her fallback? That was her fallback. So okay. now she's saying that after, you know, after she, does, she finishes at Caesar's Palace in March, she wants to. She wants to go and uh, study English literature. So good for her.
I hope I see her in a documentary sometime being one of the experts. Oh, wouldn't about that be great? Shape. Yeah, seeing her next to Alistair Cook or something. Right. I, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. He's, uh, he shows up in, like, Civil War history documentaries right. yeah, and, are, and are, things all the time. He's you a, know, these are smart people. You know, it's, it's nice to see them use their smarts. Uh, speaking of smart people and using their smarts, uh, well, one name comes to mind, Mick Mars. Yep. <laughs> yep, Mick Mars from Motley Crue. He is... He is not leaving Motley Crue, but he is retiring. But he's not working with them anymore either. So how do you pull that no, off? No, he will be working with okay. them. Okay. If they work. I mean, you know, right now they are a touring act. Hmm. Um, so they announced, you know, the band and Mick Mars announced this week that he's going to be retiring from touring. He has for a long time suffered from this uh, degenerative and debilitating a neurological spinal disorder that I can't pronounce. It's, it's, AS, it's AS is the short form. Of it, and you you can see, you know, you've been able to see it on stage now for mo- for more than a decade. We've I mean, actually he, known about it for oh quite, yeah, quite no, a while. Not, this is nothing that's been hidden, but it finally has gotten to the point, and he's he's seventy one, and it's gotten to it to the point where you know he can't do it anymore. You know, physically, just cannot go out on the road. Uh, he does have a solo album coming out sometime next year. We don't know when. Uh, but that's coming out next year, and they're going to replace him on the road uh, with John Five, who you've seen touring with and working with uh, Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson, uh, David Lee Roth. So they've got he, a touring guy to fill in for him. Yeah, well, and a recording guy. I mean, he John Five does have a lot of, you know, did work with the band co-writing on the new songs for the Dirt uh, movie soundtrack. And he's worked with Nicky Six quite a bit over the years, and these other people he's worked with, you know, David Lee Roth and... Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson. He he's done writing for them as well as uh, you know as well as playing and touring. So and he is an artist. He has a solo artist in his own right. So he he's a very very good choice uh, that that I think you know people people will be very happy with. There's a lot of uh, musicians out there who have written autobiographies or whatever you know, and they they get a little long and they get sometimes they're a little boring. But not Willie Nelson's. No, it well, won't be too long. Yeah, no, he's not writing this one, but it will be published. It's uh, the the little golden book. It's for he, kids. It's for kids. It's Willie Nelson's biography for children. Yes, the book, little golden book about Willie Nelson. It's coming out April fourth, so we have to wait around. How much weed is going <laughs> to well, be in this I, book? Some, some things, I think certain things are going to be weeded out of the book. Hey! Uh, yeah. I like that one. And, uh, but, you know, they've done they, these little golden books. The publisher has done books on Dolly Parton and... Um, Dr. Fauci, uh, Lucille Ball, Carol Burnett, you know, various presidents. Is it like 20 pages? I mean, you know, probably will be 20, 25. Pictures, I know what the little golden books look like. Illustrations, maybe some real pictures, you know, pictures of Willie saying, kids, don't try this at home. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) you know. Although you know, for well, some, if any of the kids have really long might, hair, they can they can try the Willie Braid thing, right? I might just buy that. Exactly. Well, I think it'll be fair. I th- I'm sure it's going to be cute and charming. I'm going to order it on Amazon because it's <laughs> yeah, a book. I, I think it's up for pre-order. Where they started. Can yeah. you uh, explain how? Let's see. U uh, two has recorded an album, but before they release it, they uh, want to record an album. Correct. Um, so Bono has been out there doing some press for his memoir, his book, a memoir that comes out next week on, okay. November, on November 1st. So in one of the interviews, he said, yeah, we're just about record, finished recording this album and we're not going to put it out yet. Uh, this is he, he says it's a great album, but it's not the time 
for the album. It's called Songs of Ascent, which follows the um, Songs of Innocence and Songs of Experience album hmm. uh, that they did. And he says, it's awesome, the songwriting's great, but it's not the time for that album. We're going to go back in the studio and make a balls-out rock and roll record. All right. Uh, okay. He calls it. He calls it an uncompromising, unreasonable guitar album. <laughs> okay. um, which a lot of you, which you know, a lot of people who like you two are probably happy to hear. I mean, that's you know, we you know, there are a lot of their fans who want to hear them crank it out again. And before Kevin Cronin was in Ario Speedwagon, or Bruce Hall was in Ario Speedwagon, there was the original Ario Speedwagon. Greg Filton. He was the original bassist, filled and, in. And he passed away. He passed away earlier this week, uh, apparently of, na- of natural causes. Uh, he's the guy you heard on the on the first five albums, including the uh, the live album that was really their breakthrough. I was not around for you can't tune a piano, but you, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish and and high infidelity. But he, you know, he was the guy who who was part of the band from the start and, you know, helped them establish their reputation. And Kevin Cronin was old? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, they did not, they did not put an age out there. All right. When he died, he's got to be in his 70s. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. But Kevin Cronin said he was actually a very important part of the band yeah, back then. Yeah, he posted then. a nice tribute. He uh, compared him, uh, he compared him, Greg Philbin, to John Entwistle uh, from The Who. In terms of in terms of his bass playing. All right, Gary, we're out of time. All right. Well, listen. Have a great weekend. All right. Yeah. Are, the, are the Lions off this week? Oh no. Well, no. it depends on your definition of off. Well, the Packers um, were off last the week. Packers were, that game? were definitely Jeez. off, and so were the no. so were the Lions. So yeah, we can say the lion the Lions are off at one p.m. Sunday no. when they play off. the Dolphins. All, All right. right. Is the Packers aren't off? They just they just play that, and we're gonna have to I'll wait. Be, till I'll, I'll be staying the pack here on uh, on the sixth. All right. Well, we have yeah. to uh, we have to wait till Sunday night to you, see if they've decided to go to work on Sunday or not. You can send me my Bob and Brian cheese head to wear that. All <laughs> right, Gary. We'll talk to you next week. Take it easy, Gary Graff, our music guy.